Well, I'll give you the, the, the beginning of the relationship. We met in Shula's restaurant at the Combine uh, probably in 2013, 2014, 2015, I would imagine, uh, somewhere in there. And then we'd play against against the Washington football team, and, and we'd talk pregame, things like that. And then uh, he gave me a call when he finally got the job to come join him as the assistant receiver coach. And so I jumped on the opportunity. I didn't know him that well at the time, but we knew each other enough to, to know that we wanted to work together. Um, but, but to answer your next part, you know, I, I've, I've played against my brother four times. I've, I've coached against Sean. I've coached against Matt. There's so many people in this league at this point, you know, 10 years in that are always on the sidelines across from you. And that's just part of the game. There's no added, oh, I want to beat this guy. No, it's, it's the Bengals playing the Rams for the Super Bowl. Our team wants to beat their team. It really has nothing to do with the relationships on the other side of the ball or across the other sidelines. Um, this is more just about us trying to win this football game. That's the Cincinnati Bengals head coach, Zach Taylor, giving us a little insight into the bromance between him and Rams head coach, Sean McVay. The two old friends going head-to-head for Super Bowl 56 in McVay's house, Rams house, SoFi Stadium. This is it. The start of Super Bowl week opening night. We're going to hear from some of the big names attached to the Cincinnati Bengals. And then a little later this week, we'll get our feet firmly into the Rams camp. So let's get things started. Super Bowl 56. The Cincinnati Bengals, their first Super Bowl appearance since the late 80s. I'm Anthony Wilson, and this is a very special Transatlantic Sports Show. Thanks for downloading the Transatlantic Sports Show for your Super Bowl 56 fix. We are on social media at T-A-S-S underscore UK. I'm your host, Anthony Wotton. You can follow me on Twitter at A-R-Wotton, W-O-O-T-T-O-N, accredited media for Super Bowl 56. So we're going to take you into both camps throughout the week. This is a special episode focusing on the Cincinnati Bengals. They had their opening night, well, in the morning in Cincinnati, the afternoon over here in the UK. The Rams, at time of recording, are still a few hours away from their opening night. So we'll bring you a little later this week, perhaps on Tuesday, Wednesday at the latest, the news from the Rams. So we're going to hear from some of their star coaches and big name players. But as I said, this is all about the Cincinnati Bengals making their first Super Bowl appearance after a long drought in well over 30 years. So who better to kick things off with than Joe Cool? No, I'm not talking about Joe Montana, who beat the Bengals in their previous two Super Bowl appearances. No, they don't want to hear about 16. He's a living nightmare for this franchise. We're looking at the positives. We're talking about Joe Burrow, the Ohio native, the kid who has embraced these NFL playoffs with an air of swagger. He's been sacked a dozen times, but merely dusts himself down and just cracks on with things on the gridiron. So on opening night, or opening morning, as I said, Joe Burrow was asked about that swag, the clothes that he wears, the shades, the cigars. Where does it all come from? Yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't really consciously think about it. I just wear stuff that I think I would like. You know, it's not like I'm shopping and be like, oh, everyone would love this. Uh, I just have always kind of not cared what anybody thinks about you know, what I wear, what I do, and I just wear stuff that I like. You look good, you feel good, you feel good, you play good. And Joe Burrow certainly is great 
on all levels. He's a player who clearly enjoys playing the quarterback position. Super Bowl MVP in the offing? Only a few days to find out. But what does Joe Burrow get from playing the position? You know, I think my favorite part of it is, well, two things. On the field, you know, I get the ball, get the ball in my hands every play. You know, quarterback is the one position that can really impact the game on every single play. So I really enjoy that part. And the second is, you know, just cultivating relationships in the locker room. You know, I've, I'm from small town, rural Ohio. And, you know, I think what's great about football is you can create relationships with people that you never would have had a relationship with otherwise. You know, I'm, whether it's a guy from Chicago or Alabama or, you know, Atlanta, you know, those, those relationships are rare and exciting for, for people that come from where I'm from. And, you know, I, I would say that's my favorite part. Joe Burrow, a.k.a. Joe Hollywood. If you look at it, he's certainly made of movie star stuff. So is L.A. the perfect setting for this superhero and his story? Is this the genesis of this new superhero era in the NFL? No, I haven't really thought about any of that. I'm, I've been focused on game prep and you know, trying to eliminate as many distractions as I can. Uh, you know, I wish you know, the Super Bowl in L.A., you know, everyone has all these distractions. You're going to get pulled in a lot of different directions. And I think, you know, the team that handles those distractions the best is going to end up winning the game. He's certainly loving life. So how does Joe Burrow set his mindset for the big occasion and manage to keep that cool? You know, I think the key to you know, finding that is just maintaining the same mindset that you have through the lows as the highs. You got to stay, stay level-headed. You know, if you get too high, you're you know, going to get tired and you're not going to be able to sustain that. And if you get too low, you know, you're going to let those mistakes snowball. So I think the key is just keeping the, the same level head through everything. We're listening to one of the young star quarterbacks in the NFL now. The new era. Big Ben is gone. Tom Brady, the GOAT. So we've got this next generation of quarterback talents. Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes. Is Joe Burrow enjoying it? Being in this next wave, this new chapter of quarterback in the NFL? Yeah, I do. You know, I think with all of us playing the way that we're playing, it's a great product for the NFL. It's uh, great for the fans. You know, you quarterback play is what drives the league, in my opinion. And, you know, we have a lot of really good young players that are, I think are going to be here for a long time and, and continue to play well. And that's exciting to for me as a fan. You know, when I get home from a game on Sundays, I, I enjoy watching football, too. And that's exciting to watch guys like Mahomes and Lamar and Justin Herbert, uh, Kyla Murray, all these young guys. You know, it's, it's fun for me to watch as well as well. Be a, a, be, a, be a part of it. This is the Transatlantic Sports Show. I'm Anthony Woodson. Very special episode here. Episode 90, by the way, of the Transatlantic Sports Show. And we got our feet in the Cincinnati Bengals camp. We've heard from the quarterback Joe Burrow there. Still to come, their rookie kicker. The guy who has been influential in getting them to the Super Bowl, Evan McPherson. He's almost as cool as his quarterback. Maybe even cooler. He's got ice in his veins. Great chat with him to come. And of course, the head coach, Zach Taylor. But let's move on to 
another rookie on the team, not the kicker, but their first round draft pick, Jamar Chase. Now, Chase is the most combined regular season and postseason receiving yards by a rookie in NFL history at 1,734. He and former LSU teammate Joe Burrow, of course, have never lost a preseason football game together. Figure that. The 2-0 in college and 3-0 in the NFL. So does he think he'd have had the success this season and what an outstanding rookie season, offensive rookie of the year in the making, without Joe Burrow as his quarterback? Um, who knows what the outcome would have been like um, playing with another quarterback. Um, so, you know, it's a whole different style. I had to adjust to a new offense for it, so too. So um, who knows what really happened, but um, probably would have been this, been this outcome. So a little hint there at the end that they might not have had the outcome of a Super Bowl appearance without Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. Although Jamar Chase isn't the only LSU receiver from New Orleans playing at Super Bowl 56. Odell Beckham Jr., of course, will be lining up for the Rams. He's someone Chase looked up to growing up. How does he feel about that? His hero is a youngster on the opposition, competing for Super Bowl 56 and that Lombardi trophy. Yeah, um, this is, you know, something, you know, New Orleans people talk about, to be honest. Um, it's going to be an unbelievable experience, you know, seeing him play for the first time. Uh, I, think it was, I didn't get to see him play against, you know, when he was with the Browns. But, uh, you know, I'm excited to watch. You know, it, it should be a fun game. Super Bowl 56 has got plenty of matchups to look forward to. We'll be discussing them throughout the week here on the Transatlantic Sports Show. And one of them is going to be Jamar Chase, the superstar rookie wide receiver against Jalen Ramsey. How does this rookie feel about squaring up to one of the best in the league? Yeah, he um, plays a little catch technique, so he, he trusts his speeds a lot. Um, so... I don't know how fast he runs in his 40, but we're most likely going to find out on game day. Fight and talk there from Jamar Chase. He's broken records this season and is certainly already one of the best receivers in the league. But what's been the biggest thing he's learned so far this year? Um, the biggest thing, you know, this year that I said um, was just adversity, you know, for my rookie season. Uh, coming in, you know, expecting everyone was expecting a lot. Um, stuff wasn't going my way, so... You know, just handling adversity and overcoming everything. Before we hear from another Bengals rookie, let's get one last thought from Jamar Chase. Now, he's clearly calm on the outside, but how does he manage to keep it all together here on Super Bowl week when you got the eyes of the world and so many people asking questions and want to get a piece of you? Um, the Super Bowl is, you know... It's crazy itself, you know, just hearing it. Um, so, you know, it's, it's going to come with a lot of hype right now. Um, just making sure I handle this game as the last game. Um, you know, just making sure we take care of business. That's the first thing first. Um, that's really it. And we go from one Bengals rookie to another. And it's safe to say that without kicker Evan McPherson, Cincinnati wouldn't even be in the Super Bowl. It might not be anywhere near it. He's made all 12 of his field goals this postseason. That ties future Hall of Famer Adam Vinatieri in 2006 for the most consecutive field goals made without missing in a postseason. So, how does he do it? Yeah, I mean, I think that's definitely one of the things that I got to have in my mind that every time I go out there, there's not a chance that I can miss. And I think 
Obviously, there probably is. Uh, there is a chance that you can go out there and miss. But, you know, in my mind, I'm walking out there. I'm thinking there's no way that this ball isn't going through the uprights. And I think it's just kind of come um, – that's kind of just come through, you know, just just practice, you know, in the game, being in those situations and, and making the kicks. It's definitely given me a lot of confidence, you know, to go out there and, and in my mind believe that there's no way I can miss. Um, so I, I would say that you know I, I've gotten to the point where I kind of walk out there and expect to make it. But I mean I've always kind of been that way. Is every time I step on the field, you know my my goal is to make the kick. Evan McPherson simply oozes confidence. You get that from the press conference. The only person who's blown me away with their calmness and coolness on Super Bowl week was Tom Brady last year. But that was his 10th Super Bowl. He went on to win his 7th Lombardi more than any franchise in the history of the NFL. Evan McPherson, he's so cool. He's got ice in his veins. Can't ice the kicker. Not this one. So where does that confidence come from? I mean, I think you kind of really got to have it as a kicker. Um, You really got to challenge yourself and... um just keep trying to get better and better and you know compete with the best in the game and and I think kind of the confidence just comes from doing it so long and um so much you know I mean I've trained countless numbers of hours and kicked so many balls that now it's kind of come down to I guess like muscle memory and just kind of going out there and doing it and I feel like if you're if you're confident and you're going to go out there and hit the kick there's a better chance of it going in than if you walk out there and you're like you know uh, maybe, hopefully I'll play the wind ride or hopefully I'll put a good hit on it like you really got to walk out there and know like in your mind there's really no way you can miss the kick and so that's kind of um how I kind of process you know going through a kick so we talked about kickers there and the calmness and the confidence of this kicker, Evan McPherson. As a kicker, you got pressures. You got the weight of your team coming down on you. A whole city, a city like Cincinnati who hasn't been to the Super Bowl for decades. So whether you win or whether you lose, it comes down to your leg, your foot, getting it right, making sure that you make that field goal. Can you imagine? It's coming down to the last seconds, like against Kansas City in overtime, or at the end of the game, against the Tennessee Titans, the number one seed. Here he is, the Lombardi's in sight. Evan McPherson, you're a rookie. Does he feel the pressure at all in situations like this? Will he feel the pressure if it comes down to it? I wouldn't really say so. Um, As I stated earlier, um, we try to make every kick kind of the same uh not one kick's not bigger than the next and and the only kick that really matters is the next one and so you know i'm really looking forward to that first kick of the super bowl and uh, just kind of get things rolling um hopefully it's a lot of pats i wouldn't be mad about that at all but no nah, I, I wouldn't say that there's really any added pressure to um to this game it's just i mean it's, it's really no different than you know any other games that we've played up to this point if you really awesome. think about it the stages might be bigger, the lights might be brighter, but when we're on the field, it's the exact same. I've already compared McPherson's postseason kicking record to the great Adam Vinatieri, so it'll come as no surprise to you that Evan has always had the kicking goat as one of his idols. No, Adam's definitely a guy that I've looked up to and, and watched a lot of videos on um, growing up as a kid, and shoot, I mean, still today. I love to watch, you know, his run with the Patriots when, you know, he's kicking game winners um, in the Super Bowl. And, you know, I think every, that's every kid's dream is to kind of kick the game-winning field goal in the Super Bowl. And so he, he's definitely um, meant a lot to me and in my career. Um, I've never gotten to meet him 
or I guess talk to him on the phone, but um, I'm sure I will one day. And you know, and when I do, you know, I just appreciate him for everything he's done for for our position and um, everything he's accomplished. But now he he's done a lot for me, even not knowing me uh, for my career, just to just to see somebody else, you know, make those kicks kind of gives you the confidence to make him. It. It's super weird. I don't know how to explain it, but, you know, I just love watching him kind of go out there and hit the only um, walk-off game-winning field goal in Super Bowl history. I think, I mean, I think it's super cool. And if we get the opportunity to do that, you know, I hope we uh, come through with it. But no, I, I love Adam, everything he did uh, in his career. And, um, and yeah, I mean, he's helped me out a lot. So I think it's safe to say Evan McPherson's got a pretty good head on his shoulders. Let's face it, a rookie doesn't make 12 straight field goal attempts without a calm mindset. Could you do that? It's like getting the yips at golf. As soon as that negativity enters your head, you're duffing your next shot, and I guarantee it for the next few holes. So how does he and youngsters like Joe Burrow block out external noise? This is a generation of social media users. You use social media, I use it. And we know that it can get to us at times. If you are a star of a team and you're in the Super Bowl, how do you block out that noise? I mean, I think we just, I think we handle it really well, and I think uh, you know our coaching staff has done a, a great job, kind of expressing how they feel, you know, about social media and just making sure that um, that we don't really get too caught up in it. And I think uh, our team's just done a great job about it. Um, we definitely embrace the social media and we love it, uh, but we really try to w- stay away from all the negative stuff. And you know, um, I think I- I've heard this from from somewhere, but this week really comes down to who can handle the uh, the outside kind of world uh, better than the other team, and that's really going to come down to. Um, who takes advantage, I guess, uh, uh, and really, I would say, like, really focuses on the game more than the the whole process of the Super Bowl it is going to be the team that's going to come out with a win, and and I think our team's definitely, um, you know, here to focus on the game uh, first and foremost, and everything that comes after that is kind of a bonus. And so I think that this this team's kind of process is, um, you know, game first, and then we'll worry about everything after. Um, you know, if if we all want to go out and have a good time in California, we'll fly out the week after the game. Um, that's kind of our mindset, and just to um, just kind of go in and look at it like no other, like just any other game. Like like I said before, the stage might be bigger, the brights might, the lights might be brighter, but at the end of the day, at the end of the day, we're just stepping on the field to play another football game, and that's kind of all it is. If you ask me, I don't think Evan McPherson misses a kick on Sunday. So whatever his field goal attempts are, go for the over. You're gonna be making money. So let's wrap up this Bengals special of the Transatlantic Sports Show with their head coach. The 38-year-old Zach Taylor joined the Bengals from the Rams in 2019. He was a quarterback's coach for Sean McVay two years ago since he went 2-14. They then, of course, went on to have the number one overall pick and drafted a quarterback by the name of Joe Burrow, an Ohio native. And now they're at the Super Bowl. So how does Zach Taylor quantify what this quarterback brings to his team? Uh, he, he's been a big part of what we're doing. You know, anytime that you got a, a quarterback that can take you to these heights, I think it just, it we, we've got really good talent on this team, really good football character. 
Uh, and when you believe that your quarterback can take you the distance, it, it, it allows everybody just to play that that one percent better because they know on the other side that Trigger Man's capable of of doing some really special things. So I think he's helped us take us to these heights. Uh, we have a lot of confidence in him. He's got a lot of confidence in himself. It's fun to be a part of. Of course, Joe Burrow. I've said it on this show. He's been sacked a dozen times already this postseason. I don't think any quarterback's been sacked more than Burrow in the 2021 NFL season. Now, he only faces a guy who goes by the name of Aaron Donald. I think you've heard of him. Is Zach Taylor concerned at all by the threat of Aaron Donald? How does he go about preparing for number 99 and what he brings? Well, he's certainly one of the greatest players we've ever played against. And and you watch other teams' plans for him, and, and you can have great plans. He's, he's a, a real problem. And some of that you got to really focus on. And um, so, you, you know, you spend time and energy talking about Aaron Donald. And then you got these other elite players that are surrounding him as well. So I think they've done a great job building that team, putting pressure on opposing teams' offenses. They got a great offense themselves. They got great specialists as well. Johnny Hecker's, you know, one of the best in the business. Been there a long time doing it. So um, they present a lot of challenges. There's, there's no wonder why they're in the Super Bowl. Um, our guys are excited for the opportunity, you know, to prove ourselves once again that, um, that we belong here and we can win this game. Of course, Coach Taylor and Sean McVay have a friendship that goes back years. On Sunday, they square off for one of the biggest prizes in world sports. So, will he have extra pride in victory if he does one over his good friend on Sunday? Well, I'll give you the, the, the beginning of the relationship. We met in Shula's restaurant at the Combine. Uh, probably in 2013, 2014, 2015, I would imagine, uh, somewhere in there. And then we'd play against against the Washington football team, and, and we'd talk pregame, things like that. And then uh, he gave me a call when he finally got the job to come join him as the assistant receiver coach. And so I jumped on the opportunity. I didn't know him that well at the time, but we knew each other enough to, to know that we wanted to work together. Um, but, but to answer your next part, you know, I, I've, I've played against my brother four times. I've, I've coached against Sean. I've coached against Matt. There's so many people in this league at this point, you know, 10 years in that are always on the sidelines across from you. And that's just part of the game. There's no added, oh, I want to beat this guy. No, it's, it's the Bengals playing the Rams for the Super Bowl. Our team wants to beat their team. It really has nothing to do with the relationships on the other side of the ball or across the other sidelines. Um, this is more just about us trying to win this football game. I don't know if you've looked at the roster, but Zach Taylor's Bengals team could be one of the youngest ever to win the Super Bowl and hoist that Vince Lombardi trophy. Could the naivety of a young team, the raw energy, the enthusiasm and courage, bravery, you know, playing without fear, could that work to this young team's favor and give them an advantage over the Rams? They're a very mature team. You know, I, I couldn't tell you what the average age is, but um, they, they certainly, they're, they're not overwhelmed by these moments. I think they've proven that really over the last two months. And, and so this is just another game to them. I know what the stage is. I know what the media is, but uh, you know, that, that's, why we've we've spent a lot of time with Duke Tobin building the team this way. It's a lot of guys who played in championships in college, whether it's at LSU or Clemson or Alabama or Ohio State. Um, and then, you know, a lot of these free agents we've signed have, have been part of playoff teams before. So these guys, they, they know they belong on this stage and we're going to get their best on Sunday. And finally, as I've said a few times already on this show, it's been well over 30 years since the Cincinnati Bengals were last in the Super Bowl against Joe Montana. That's how long ago it was. And Jerry Rice and the 49ers beating them for a second time. They'd only been to the Super Bowl twice, the Bengals, and they lost both to 49ers. And Joe Cool, 
Yes, that jokel. So how does it feel for Zach Taylor to be the first head coach of this franchise to get them to the big dance after such a long, long drought? Well, I, I think that speaks to our organization as a whole. You know, I, I know I'm the head coach and uh, people look at that as, as the person to give you credit to, but that's not the case at all. You know, it's these assistant coaches who have who've been through some really difficult times here, um, who've stood shoulder to shoulder and, and taken on all the adversity and gotten gotten the most out of these players. It's ownership and personnel from top to bottom being aligned. Um, that has allowed us to do this because if you don't have total alignment from top to bottom, then there's no way you're playing for Super Bowl. So um, I get uncomfortable when, when people you know phrase it like that because it, it's a part of everybody that's a part of this organization that has helped us bring us to this point. And and everybody deserves equal credit. And you know, if one piece is out of out of form there, then there's no way that this can happen. So just proud to be a part of this Cincinnati Bengals organization. I don't know about you, but Joe Burrow seems cool. Evan McPherson, as I said, it's got ice in his veins, coolness personified. And Zach Taylor seems pretty calm ahead as well, ahead of Super Bowl 56 on Sunday. We'll hear more from the coach throughout the week. We might get more from Joe Burrow. The quarterbacks aren't committed for any other extra Super Bowl appearances. But here on the Transatlantic Sports Show, we'll take you firmly into the Rams camp. As I said, at the time of recording, they still haven't had their opening nights for Super Bowl 56 yet. So we'll bring you the names such as Aaron Donald, of course, Matthew Stafford, Odell Beckham Jr., Sean McVay, Cooper Cup. They'll all appear here on the Transatlantic Sportsman. As the week rolls on, we'll hear from Roger Goodell. If you follow me on Twitter, at A.R. Wooten. I broke the news last week that on Wednesday... I'm recording this on Monday right now, the day of opening night. On Wednesday, Roger Goodell will announce in his news conference, buried amongst a whole ton of other stuff, will be the news of the German game. Who will be the host city? It'll be one of Frankfurt, Munich, or Dusseldorf. They were the short list. So we'll get confirmation on the host city and when that first German game will take place whether it's this year or in 2023 it's one or the other they won't announce who the teams are we'll discover who the teams are for the London games in April May when the schedule is announced that is to come so you can guess all you like it does sound like we are getting the New Orleans Saints as one of the teams one of the home teams and it also sounds like they're going to be taking on a NFC South rival at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. But news of the London games and the German game. But the German game, the year when we get the first one and the host city will be announced on Wednesday. So remember where you heard that first right here on the Transatlantic Sports Show. So plenty more from Super Bowl week to keep you going, to keep you satisfied, to keep you informed ahead of the big game on Sunday in Los Angeles. So thank you very much for listening. Make sure you hit subscribe because look, we are accredited NFL. Well, I'm an accredited NFL journalist. This is an accredited NFL outlet. So even more reason to hit subscribe. Go on. Thank you very much. Give us a five-star review as well, if you like. That'd be great. You can give us five stars. Give us a bad review. If there's anything you think that we could improve, then please let us know. It'd be great to uh, give you what you want. And also, let us know. Do you want more on 
Instagram? Is it video consumption that you want? Do you want us on YouTube? It'd be great to hear your thoughts. This is, of course, an audio-only podcast right now. We've got some videos from opening night on our Twitter page, at T-A-S-S underscore is where you want to go for that. So, plenty more from LA to come your way. Until next time, remember, they might be 4.5 point underdogs, but you might want to go with the Bengals because it is the year of the tiger. (laughs) 